What's going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Revive Cast. Um, so, on today's topic, I'm going to be discussing uh, something that's becoming more talked about um, within the industry, the health and fitness industry. I'm seeing a lot more on social media, and that's uh, metabolic resistance, metabolic adaptation. Some people are calling it weight loss resistance. Um, and this is kind of a process to where you're trying to diet, you're trying to lose fat, you're trying to lose weight. And regardless of kind of what you do, things just don't move, right? And even in some cases, people are, are actually moving the wrong direction and they're uh, actually gaining some scale weight. Um, even with the people that aren't cheating, because I know that's like the first thing that's always brought to someone's attention is, are they cheating on their diet? Is that, they're in a caloric deficit, so they should be losing weight, right? Um, and this is where we have to get out of the mindset of just only talking about calories in versus calories out because that's a mistake. Now, yes, in a healthy individual, you obviously go into a caloric deficit, you should lose weight pretty efficiently. But at some point during that process, things will slow down and you will hit walls. But the problem is people keep pushing and pushing and pushing because all they're thinking about in their head is getting to that end game, that end result, that scale weight, not really recognizing what's going on within the internal systems, right? So um, what I'm gonna do is kind of give you guys a little more context because I made a post the other day on my social media page and Instagram and talking about this process and got a lot of DMs you know, asking me, well, you know, how long should you diet for? or how long should you uh, feed up or be in a surplus um, to balance these things out and keep you from getting into this, you know, resistant type spot with your body and you can keep progressing, right? So I'm gonna kind of paint a little bit of a picture here to give you um, a context behind that and a little bit of a guide, because again, it's never black and white because this still has to be assessed from individual to individual, right? So when we're talking about metabolic resistance, um, adaptation, you know, whatever terminology you want to use. It's a point to where, uh, like say someone's starting at 2,500 calories. Okay. And they initially, and now to preface, uh, preface this, you need to understand if you're going to start a caloric deficit or, or a fat loss phase or whatever, that you should be in a healthy place before you start that process. And there's probably one of the bigger mistakes people are making is they're not healthy to begin with. And then they just start dieting down. Um, and if you do that, you will set things off a lot faster. And, and basically from an internal perspective and physiologically, things will be thrown out of balance. Um, so you, first and foremost, you need to be healthy before, before you start a fat loss phase, especially females. Um, and I mean getting lab work done and seeing where hormone levels and everything is, your thyroid. Um, because with females especially, they are not as resilient as us guys, right? Like we run off primarily testosterone. Our bodies are just a lot more resilient. We have typically more muscle mass um, and we can deal with things to a greater degree and extreme as far as stressors are concerned than most females because of their physiology is completely different than ours um, and what their body can handle and they're not typically as resilient. Um, so we definitely see this more common in females than we do males. So say we start this journey and we started at 2,500 calories. Someone's healthy. Uh, we drop 300 calories out of that. So now they're at 2,200 calories. In the beginning, if you're healthy, 
you go into a caloric deficit, you should basically see a pretty efficient process and, you know, losing some weight, some fat out of the gate for, you know, let's just put some random guideline or a timeline on here. So like for, you know, four weeks, you're good. Three to four weeks, you're good. Things are moving along. Then you hit a wall and things have just kind of stalled out at that point. And then at that point, most people are going to reduce the calories even more. And it's not that that's wrong, right? But when you kind of hit that first wall within the dieting process, that is when you need to um, basically got, start thinking about your strategic approach for the rest of the journey in that fat loss phase. Because things are slowing down for a reason. And that's because your body is adapting to the new caloric intake that you're at. So your basal metabolic rate, your BMR, is slowing down and reducing because you have less energy coming in. So your body is going to create a state to where it's efficient at using that new caloric intake, right? So now 2,500 calories was your maintenance level. Now 2,200 is your maintenance level, right? And that's normal. There's nothing wrong with that. But at this point, you're going to start pushing more fat loss. You're going to reduce your calories, which is a fine strategy initially. But within that, you need to start thinking about at this point, once you hit that first initial wall, is, you know, kind of the refeed structure um, or even cycling type structure to where maybe you're doing five or six base days in a row of a deficit. And then you have, you know, one to two days, typically I like to, um, to where you're feeding up for two days to kind of offset that down regulation of metabolism and slowing your BMR down. Right. So that's when you kind of start need to be approaching things more methodically, more strategic, but a lot of people aren't doing that. All they're doing is reducing their calories again, maybe adding more output from cardio or another training day. And then they continue the progress. And of course they're going to keep losing weight to a degree. And then at some point they're going to hit a wall again. And then you make the decision, okay, well, I'm, I need to, I'm still not to where I want to be. So I'm going to continue to push more. So I'm going to drop more calories, possibly even add more cardio at that point to continue the process. And they keep doing that. Now, remember at this point, your body is wanting to become efficient, create homeostasis with the environment you have created. There's less energy coming in. So now you drop say from 2,200 calories to 1,800 calories. Now, at some point, that's going to become your new maintenance because things have slowed down, your body's adapted, and it becomes efficient at the 1,800 calories. So now look at this. Now you're at 1,800 calories. That's kind of your new maintenance. And 2,500 calories used to be your maintenance, right? So this is also the approach where people say, well, just bring your calories back up to maintenance. Uh, it's not that simple a lot of times because now if you dug yourself down that deep to calories and you were at 2,500 and you're at 18. And then you decide to go right back up to maintenance. That's a 700 calorie increase in one shot. If that's how you're tracking it. And that I can tell you from a lot of people is going to cause uh, some kind of fast excess of fat gain because you're in two different envir environments at that point. So that old maintenance is not the maintenance anymore. And you have to think about it that way because your body has adapted to it. The new low maintenance. Um, so people continue this process and they keep taking away and sometimes adding more output. And then it gets to a point to where you just can't progress anymore. So like you hit this wall of what well, this is now we're reaching, say we're three to four months in some people's a little bit longer, some people's a little less. And I can't make any progress, no matter how much cardio I do or how much more I reduce my calories. 
Um, I really can't make any like body composition changes. Maybe you may lose some scale weight, but just not looking any better. Maybe you're looking a little more inflamed or watery or softer. And that's because at some point, if it's not done the right way, you're going to be burning off muscle tissue and not body fat, right? Because a lot of times the nutrient intake, the energy coming in is not sufficient to support muscle. So your body will start, you know, basically breaking down amino acids to convert into energy and you're going to be burning off muscle tissue and people do extreme diets all the time. And this is what happens. And that's why they're kind of what we call rate of efficiency with their metabolism uh, gets worse because yeah, they may be losing scale weight, but they're losing muscle tissue. So when they go to feed up, they don't have as much muscle tissue. So now metabolism is slow down because you're less metabolically active with less muscle. And that's how you gain more fat. And now your muscle to fat ratio is off, right? So you just keep pushing things too much, too long without a methodical approach. And even within a methodical approach, if you're doing refeeds, maybe at 10 weeks, you did a diet break for a full week and fed up to continue to push a little bit longer, which is fine. But you can't just keep doing that for seven months, six, seven, eight months, because your body is going to recognize that it's distress. It's a stress to the system and it's going to completely slow all things down internally. So you're talking about your thyroid. You're talking about possibly depleting your sex hormones, testosterone, progesterone, if you're a female. Um, and that's going to wreak havoc on metabolism, metabolic rate, right? So you're creating this environment that's unhealthy. That's not going to be sustainable, obviously, um, with whatever weight you get to or body fat that you get to, and you need to recognize that because people don't, and they continue to dig themselves into a deeper and deeper hole. And now it's six months later, seven months later, and they've hit these walls and they're so unhealthy and they just can't understand. But yet in their mind, they want to continue to push more fat loss. You can't just keep doing that. Your body gets to a point where it's, it's freaking had enough. And it's telling you no, but you're not listening to it. And its job is to survive. It doesn't give a shit about ripped abs and shredded glutes or whatever it may be. It cares about survival and it's going to do what it needs to do from a physiological standpoint for that to happen. So we need to get out of this mindset because it's within society as a whole of just, you know, the eat less, eat less, eat less. And that's going to get it results because all it's being educated on is just, it's simple. It's just a caloric deficit. It's just calories in, calories out. To lose weight, you just have to be in a caloric deficit. To an extent, that is true. But if you do not approach this methodically and do it in a realistic time frame of how long you're going to diet, you will screw shit up. And your body is going to start fighting back because you're doing something that isn't sustainable. So to everyone that's just teaching a caloric deficit and that's all that's needed and just being simplistic with calories in versus calories out, you need to wake the hell up and start educating yourself on actually what's going on internally and physiologically with these people because you're screwing them up. If all you're doing is telling them to eat less, eat less, you just need to go harder. You just need to push harder, you know, suck it up, blah, blah, blah. Or if they're not progressing on a thousand calories, you tell them they're cheating on their diet, which a lot of times they're not because they're so devoted to getting to their body, their body to where they want it to be. But yet you're not recognizing that. So the, you know, there's a lot of people that, you know, it's, it, it is responsibility within the client to see this, but at the same time, they're going to like say a coach 
that are supposed to be looking out for their health and well-being, and they're not. And the client blindly listens to that, and they just see pushing, pushing, pushing. Right now, this obviously, when we're talking about this, I'm generally talking about lifestyle clients and the demographic. Now, if we're talking about a contest prep situation, yes, that is an extreme situation, and we do have timelines, so it's a different scenario. Still needs to be approached methodically, and you need still need to be healthy before you start that process. But it's, it's I just want to make sure that you guys understand there are two different scenarios because you do have to go to some extremes for an acute period of time. But if the coach is really good and well-versed, they will know how to bring you out of that safely, right? And, and, and support things. But for everybody else that's on this, you know, process of losing fat and getting to this before and after picture, you gotta get the timeline out of your head because everybody is gonna respond differently. Everybody's genetics is different. Their metabolism is different. Health is different. So you work with your body to progress. You don't just keep trying to force things upon it because that's when people get into trouble and we get all the clients with all these health problems because of the past. This stuff is built up over time. Some people will screw themselves up in eight months. Some people, it's three years of stuff that they've done. And, you know, trying to undo that in 12 weeks, which isn't realistic. Okay. So, yes, like you get down to 1,200 calories. Oh, well, all I need to do is eat less calories. Let's go to 1,000 or 900 and I'll still lose weight. Well, technically, you may lose some scale weight, but I guarantee it ain't going to just be body fat. And at that point, too, do you think that's healthy? at all or sustainable at all because it's not you need to be focusing on the bigger picture one year from now five years from now not 12 weeks from now because that's when it matters so who gives a shit if you look great in 12 weeks but you're unhealthy as can be in a year from now like is it worth that or is it worth to take a step back take your time with this stay healthy um you're pretty much going to be the only one that's judging yourself harshly because we all are our own worst critics and it's very easy to self-sabotage yourself because we want kind of that end goal and we don't focus on everything else so that's when a, obviously a second unbiased eye like a good quality health coach can come into play and get you some results but safely um so this is how we kind of create that metabolic resistance environment or that weight loss resistance environment is because pushing too much for too long so in general, as far as like how long I like someone to diet from a, like a lifestyle client perspective, I would say, you know, maximum would be definitely around three months. That's all I'm going to push fat loss. And then we're going to be feeding up at that point because guess what? It's going to help with fat loss. We need to build more muscle tissue. So now we need to spend some more time building more muscle to create a better metabolic environment. So when we go to do the fat loss phase down the road, not in another four weeks, but you know, another, you know, 12 weeks or so then you'll be more efficient at that fat loss phase. And you won't have to go these crazy extremes of 800 calories to get that, right? And people aren't thinking about that because they want everything now. This instant gratification society of we, that we live in and this go, go, go mentality is, is ruining a lot of people. Uh, and we have to start educating and, and getting people on um, the right mindset and approach to this for longevity. Um, because I don't know about you, but I want to be around doing things, being active and healthy when I'm 70, 80 years old, not just when I'm, you know, vibrant at 40. I want to be vibrant at 60, 70, you know, and people aren't looking at that. They look, they look at the now, but then when they are, you know, 50 or whatever, and they feel like shit and things are messed up, then they kind of rethink their strategies from the past. Um, now, how long you should be in a caloric surplus and feeding up? kind of a, a very, very general rule, because again, everything needs to be assessed is to 
um, if you say you dieted for, you know, four months, I would feed up or be in that maintenance surplus for four months. Like you need to even things out. But the problem is most people, especially females are dieting more in the year than they are feeding up. And over time, that's what's creating these issues. But people, cause they'll always refer to, well, I used to do this and it got me results or I used to do that and it got me results. Yeah, your body handled that for, a, for a, a certain period of time and then it's had enough and that's why you can't get the results with that same shit again. But people aren't seeing that. But that's how people's thought process are. I used to do this and I got results. Why can't I keep doing that? Well, are you healthy now? How's your metabolism working now? Well, it sucks. Well, then you think you should be doing the same stuff that you did back then because that honestly is what got you to the point to where you're at now. And people aren't looking at it in that kind of aspect. So... I just want you guys to be aware of this process and understand that you shouldn't chase a scale number. You shouldn't chase a specific timeline. You should take your time. You need to be methodical on how you diet and not just chase that scale and it needs to drop all the time. And you need to be this certain weight or a certain look in, you know, 10 weeks or 12 weeks or whatever. If it takes six months, it takes six months. If it takes whatever, be, you know, diet down, feed up, like do this to create a sustainable physique, also to give you metabolic freedom to where when you go on vacation or off your plan here and there and you have some burgers and fries, it doesn't have any negative effect and your body is fine. It takes time to build that and people want things now. So guess what? With the good ones out there and the good coaches like my team and other ones that I know and colleagues of mine, we're not gonna do that to you. So if you come to me and you wanna lose fat but yet you're only eating 1200 calories when you come to me, I'm not going to diet you down. It's not going to happen. It's non-negotiable. It doesn't matter. My job is to keep you healthy and to make sure you have quality of life. And then, yes, we will work on that goal at some point when your body is ready to handle that. So you need to, you know, if you're going to a coach to get help, ask these questions. And if they're not asking you these questions or like bringing these to your attention, then I would go elsewhere. Um, Cause there is a lot of good coaches out there and it's getting better, but there's still a lot of bad ones. Um, so I hope this kind of opens your all's um, eyes up to, you know, what's going on within the whole world of metabolic resistance, adaptation, weight loss resistance. And then the whole, uh, why just saying calories in and calories out is just, it's that simple. And it's just about a caloric deficit. Look at someone's lifestyle. Um, all that stuff comes into play. You know, I train, like say some of the actors I trained or, or some of the athletes that I train, um, you know, TV hosts, whatever, their schedule is just all over the place and they have long days, long hours, and they can't, you know, always do things perfectly. And that's okay because I want to create something for them that's sustainable and that's going to keep their health on point. So you have to look outside the box of like typical scenarios that are being brought to everybody, like train to this one program for 12 weeks and then you're good. That's not always the case. Like sometimes you got to periodize training depending on someone's lifestyle, how they're responding. Um, and people aren't doing that to me. It's because they're lazy. Um, and I'm not talking about changing exercises every single week either. It's not what I'm, I'm talking about. I'm talking about variables within the program itself, the rest periods, the, the you know, tempos, maybe, um, exercise sequencing, uh, things like that, that can change the stimulus depending on what the person is going through within their life, right? Things can always be individualized for the person. And that what, that's what needs to be done, but it's not being done. Everybody focuses sometimes on manipulating diet and all these supplements, but they're not focusing on the training. And that's a big part of it as well. 
but that's you know, that's a whole nother podcast. So I hope this opens your eyes up, guys. I hope uh, you got a lot of good stuff out of this, some good takeaways. Obviously, if you have any questions, you feel free to DM me or my team. Um, and as always, you know, if you could, you know, give us a five star rating review, subscribe to our channel. It's always good for supporting um, the podcast and, and what we're trying to do and help educate others out there. And we always, as always, guys, we thank you for the support. Um, and if, you know, again, if you need help and guidance in this, we're happy to help as well. And you can reach out for that. So until next time, guys, have a great one. <laughs>